0: Last week was indeed a very special week. High movements in the trading tips portfolio. Fate in a catastrophic message on Friday. While Moon, Zoom and a few of the others had strong upturns. We are heading for trading week number 2. You are listening to the stockinvest.us training tips with Jim podcast. I am Jim. And for the next some 35 minutes, I will guide you through what I think will happen during this week will it be a green or will it be a red week at the very end of the podcast. I will give you my train tips. Because I think there are a few stocks that may do very well this week. And uh, in the first section, the market section, you will get the insights. What are the things to look out for? Because on Thursday, There will be consumer price index numbers. What are the expectations? What does it mean for the market and the trading in the week ahead of us? Well, you just have to stay tuned. You will get the answers for that. And as I said, by the end of the podcast, you will have this week's trading tips, where I will say that I think Tesla might just be one of the stocks you should have a quick look at. Last week became a green week and it was especially the end of the week, the Friday that made it end green. Nasdaq up 0.98% while Dow Jones was up 1.46%. The big question now is will this be a green or will it be a red week? And as usual I will look at the fundamentals, I will have a quick look at some technical analysis, look at the chart and try to come to a conclusion. I can promise you this will not be as long podcast as last week, because last week we made the predictions for the year ahead of us. And uh, if you're a new listener, I've been uh, doing this podcast for uh, three years. This is the fourth year of the podcast. And during this time, I have given you the major predictions like the inflation, like the Ukraine war, and so on. And in last week, uh, I gave some predictions for the year ahead of us. You will have to go back to last week's podcast if you want to get them all. But I like to clarify one small thing. One user reacted to uh, me saying that I think 2023 will be the first time since Hiroshima that a nuclear weapon will be used. First off, you have to remember there is a lot of nuclear weapons. Uh, There is uh, from very tactical small nuclear weapons to the major planet killers. I was not thinking about major planet killers, but I was thinking about a nuclear deterrent. I will not argue as much uh, why, you just have to understand uh, that uh, there is no reasonable reason to think that Putin will allow Russia to fail. I'm being pushed harder and harder, so the question is what will he do in the end? Someone has to give in the question who will it be if we get to the state uh, where we finally hear someone talk about peace uh, trying to negotiate for peace because right now nato is arguing for more weapon more war the same is united states the same is eu and russia is not backing down But the first time you hear someone argue for peace, you can take that prediction and move it further away. Until uh, these things happen. Uh, This is the most likely scenario, and I'm very sad to read that many experts start to feel the same thing. The nuclear threat is more heavy than ever before. And some think we are very short away from use of nuclear weapon we will not dwell more about that as i said last week uh, talking about these things make uh, for a depressive podcast but you should keep this in mind because If these things happen, you will have a huge escalation uh, of the war in some way, and it will affect the market. And my question to you is simply that, do you want to sit fully invested into the market? And this becomes a very, very legit question, because markets have been in the beer market for a very long time, and they will soon turn. My prediction is that they will turn before June. Just go back and listen to last week's podcast, you will get all the insights there. But I think markets will turn and I think there will be a huge upside. The question is still, do you want to sit fully exposed in the market knowing that things can happen very fast? Now, uh, there is many ways to play this. Either you do not sit fully invested in the market or for sure you make your portfolio a portfolio diversified in stocks that can handle uh, such situation like an escalation in the Ukraine war or an upcoming conflict in Taiwan. And during this podcast, during the trading tips, uh, sometimes I will mention why I uh, pick the stocks I pick, but very often I keep a sort of defensive line, despite last week going very aggressive. And that paid off for some stocks, and for one stock in particular, it did not uh, yield that much. It was fate, but we will get back to that later. Anyway, uh, it's, uh, the question is the week ahead of us. So what are the things uh, to look out for in the week ahead of us? There will be a lot of numbers starting today with consumer credits. And it's an interesting number, I don't think it will mean much for the market in general, but it is a very interesting uh, number. Because uh, in different markets we see some strange things, we see very strong job numbers, we see strong consumption despite increasing interest rates and the general buying power going down. So where do all the money come from? Is it credit uh, financed? Things like that today's number will reveal. It's more interesting for the long-term picture because, as I told you, I think uh, we are heading for a deeper recession. And if current uh, buying power is financed by credits, well, that will just argue for a deeper recession. On Wednesday, uh, there will be uh, some more numbers, but uh, not so important. You can check them up. There are different numbers, uh, both uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. But Thursday, there will be consumer price index numbers. And over the last year, especially these numbers been moving the market as they've been ticking up and lately a bit down. Expectations now is that uh, the 12 years uh, CPI, consumer price index, will be 6.6%. If this number is higher, it will scare the market. If the number is lower, it will be very positive for the markets. The reason is simple. As long as uh, the inflation is not under control, the Fed will have to increase uh, their interest rates. And this is one of the things the market really do not like so uh, especially thursday you should put uh, emphasizes on because at the same time all well, you have the job numbers and job numbers last week came in um, strong didn't prevent the market from uh, going down some say that it argues for a softer landing we will see as we move forward now one of the training tips last week was oxy oxy did very well uh, but the oil price did not uh, do as well was down six dollars to 75 dollars very interesting move and as i will argue in the train dips i think it is time to pick up more in the oil sector as i uh, still remain very bullish to oil sector but interesting to see that it's down to 75 again i was expecting it to be getting close to 90 by now Gold, however, is uh, moving up, up $50 last week to $1,880, and I keep uh, the same statement that oil, will, uh, sorry, gold will just continue upwards. And then we are back to uh, the same scenario which I mentioned some weeks ago. Gold going up, oil remaining low is a very good mix for gold companies. And you should probably see that some of them, I haven't checked, but that some of them have been moving uh, quite nicely last week. If this scenario continues that oil uh, remains somewhat low and gold continues up, gold companies will be even more attractive. Simply because oil is the production cost and gold is the total revenue and as revenue goes up and the production costs remain the same, the profit should be higher. 10-year Treasury yield fell last week. It's a good thing. And I forgot to mention that oil staying low is also very good for markets. We want that in general. Behind the scene, a few things is happening. The BRICS countries are moving more and more over to gold. The separation of the West and the East is stronger. Nobody really knows how it will be playing out. My uh, prediction is that we will have the Taiwan conflict this year while i see some expert uh, predicts that it will be within the next 10 years just waiting for china to reach the military size where it can compete with us but do we really know if china isn't at that stage already there will be uh, some earnings uh, this week just to sum up uh, these other things so we see that oil being low Gold going up, 10-year threshold going down, is a good mix for the markets in general, and there is no big news until Thursday. So, from the fundamental news, you might wonder, what do I derive uh, out of this? What will be my conclusion so far? Well, to me, this argue for, uh, maybe since Friday was so strong, a good start of the week, but I'm more skeptical to the end of the week, but we will get back to these things as we are closing in on the technical analysis. But first, let's run through a few earnings because earnings are coming up again and (coughs) one company that will be very interesting is Bed & Beyond. I do not say that you should invest into it because Bed & Beyond may actually go out of business, but they will be on Tuesday and I can guarantee you there will be many eyes looking at Bed & Beyond. Uh, Wednesday, uh, you will have uh, KB Home. Interesting, uh, more interesting is Thursday, where we have uh, Taiwan semiconductors coming up. TCM. Friday, you will have a few banks, including JP Morgan, Citigroup, Bank of America, uh, etc., and you will even have blackrock wells fargo so friday will build a bank day but i think bank banks been doing good uh, all this time because they just put uh, the cost on you and keep the profit margin so i don't think there will be much big surprises from the bank uh, side more interesting uh, uh, bank numbers is the uh, percentage of loans etc how do these things move and will they argue for a softer or a harder landing? From the fundamentals, there is no nothing really special uh, this week. Uh, of course, the conflict is ongoing, and you have to keep an eye on uh, on the conflict in Ukraine. Because if these things start to move very fast, it will have an effect on the market. I like to do the following. Every morning I scan through all sorts of news. Many times I just read the headlines because the headlines will give you an idea of how things are moving. And in the long run, uh, being a bit aware of what is happening in the world will make you do better decisions. It's a super tip. Just quickly read through uh, some, of, some of the news you may ask, so what kind of sources do I use? I use absolutely all kinds of sources. I quickly run through them because if you stick to one, it might be very biased. So I go through all of them uh, quite rapidly, trying to see what moves. Uh, anything from financial news is usually a bit more accurate than what you read in mainstream media. So. I recommend sticking to some of this. Could be Bloomberg, uh, etc., etc. But let us uh, wrap up um, the prediction for the week. Will it be a green or will it be a red week? Now going to the technical side of things. so We have the fundamental side of things where we will see some quarter results number coming in. We will have um, the consumer price numbers coming in, etc. We see that side, but we have the fundamental side, and, uh, just repeating this, I often get the question, so what should I use? Should I use fundamental? Should I use technical analysis? What should I use? Some say fundamental is better, uh, technical analysis is just uh, straight-up bullshit. Well, I like to look uh, look at it this way, use both of them. I especially like fundamentals for the long view. And use technical analysis for the timing of the stock. And uh, looking at, for instance, a company like Tesla. Well, Tesla is being heavily oversold on the relative strength index, and you may argue, well, that doesn't matter because the company is in bad shape. With uh, Elon is too focused on Twitter, and there is too many electric vehicle car companies coming up, etc., etc. But technical analysis is proven right in many, many cases, and the company being oversold on the Relative Strength Index usually causes a rebounds. As you know, if you followed this podcast, that is how we bought Meta. We bought Beta at 96, and did that first play, and later we got into Meta again. And if you follow, Meta is up, and as I said, Closing the room to 120 was obvious, closing the room 230 was obvious, and meta will most likely close the gap all the way up to $150. That doesn't mean that Meta will survive in the long term because there's a lot of things working against Meta, but it's taking out of the potential being in the lower part of the trend. When it was oversold, it's no longer oversold, but it's taking out that natural correction. Up. And I like to play that one, especially in peer markets. That's how I play. I pick stocks at the lower end of the trend, having some support below or being a strong enough company. Because sometimes when you go into companies and they are very illiquid or small companies, being oversold can just mean that they are very close uh, to shutting down the business or going off the exchange. So be very careful about it. But major companies is usually. Very good rule. Use liquidity as a determinant and a filter in these cases. Anyway, if we look at uh, the major pictures picture, we can see that there is 33% buy signals uh, across all the stocks that we analyze, all the markets, 38 markets or something that we analyze, and there is currently 33% buy signals, quite heavily up from 23 last week. But markets were really oversold before Christmas. Now 33 starts to become high in general, being across all markets, it's not exactly. I would like to see a slower upturn. At the same time, when it gets this high, it can suddenly go into a small buying frantic and we can have some very, very strong of us. Looking at Nasdaq, we see Nasdaq moved up from 18 to 32. and. Go back to last week's podcast, and I argued that 18 was very low, together with other things, should make for a green week. 32 is starting to become high, but it is not very high, so there is still room for an upturn. But if you go to New York Stock Exchange, 43, we are getting very close to what I consider an obvious selling point at New York Stock Exchange. London 39, Tokyo uh, down from 24 to 19, and Chess in China up to 34. Looking at all of these numbers, we are focusing on US markets mainly, but we know that the Asian markets also move uh, the US markets. But looking at them, I think there are an upside in um, Nasdaq. mainly to me indicating the the text talks that there might be an upside for text talks while the rest of them may be in for a more negative week so that's how I uh, conclude with these signals and your question might be then okay so how will you play it does that mean that you will go more into text talks Etc using stocks looking at the, the non stock markets for your trade. Yes, it's exactly how I will play it because I think the risk <clears throat> then are higher in some parts of the sectors where I think they are lower in others and you can actually use these same signals for <coughs> Excuse me the different Sectors. It's a very good way to reduce your risk increase your chances for success Now, what remains is just having a quick look uh, at the chart, and I will try to translate it for those of you who is listening to this on audio podcast, what we actually see in the chart. But I will let the chart determine uh, my exact uh, view for the week ahead of us. And uh, so far, you heard me say just to sum up these things, you heard me say that uh, there is no big fundamental things, it's especially Thursday that I will be a little bit worried about because the first part of the week there is nothing major coming out. Uh, you can dive into the uh, consumer expenditure numbers, the credit numbers, to try getting feeling of what, uh, how current buying power is is financed it will tell something about the future but you will soon start to read some articles uh, about these things now we are looking at the chart and what do we see Well, we see that NASDAQ is at the very lower end uh, of the trend the more horizontal trend has a uh, sell signals uh, from the relation between the short and the long-term moving average has a major sell signal and that has that since 19th of december from a much shorter point of view it has a buy signals from the short moving average while it still has a sell signal from the long term moving average what i want you to emphasize on is the oversold relative strength index it's actually not oversold as is but it's a very low at 43 coming up and I will just keep the same arguments which I kept last week. I think that we will see Nasdaq move upwards to the middle of the trend where it again will turn down. Question is will it be 10,800? Will it be able to move as far as 11,000? Very hard to say, but I think there is room for an upturn moment What worries me is that the last week's upturn was on falling volume. That's usually a divergence indicating a forthcoming change. Now, trying to sum up what I see. There is so much resistance about There is no reason why we should see very, very strong movements upwards. It may be intraday moving uh, quite much up uh, or moving up one day, then down uh, next day. But for the week as such, there is no reason why it should really close a strong gap over the week. Most likely scenario is the following, Uh, that 10,000, let's say 11,000 will be the absolutely high, possible high for the week, I do not manage to see be able to break up, that has to be some extremely good news or uh, total uh, change of spirits in the market. So the upside is limited, while the downside is not limited, NASDAQ is just uh, within what I would call uh, support level between 10,300 and 10,500 if it starts to break down and especially if it falls below this level you will see major falls in the market that uh, is also my overall prediction that we will have to see nasdaq down to 8,000 points before the bear market is over will it happen this week i am not sure about it because it's so hard to say I think the most likely scenario is that the, market, uh, the stock market will move up first part of the week, then, taking by a Thursday number, I think that we might head down again, making for a week where the overall return may not be so uh, strong. My guess is that the market will end very close to where it is today by the end of the week. But I will argue uh, for yet a green week and especially the first part of the week, I believe, could be green. Watch the Thursday's number as the markets have a chance to move very fast up if these numbers are good. Thursday's numbers are good. That is the thing that we need to maybe start push the entire market in a new direction. I believe that will be the conclusion heading for a green week. I don't think the overall result will be uh, way too much, maybe 10,650 by the end of the week, but during the week it will move much higher up than that and there will be plenty of very good trades to be made during the week. And that's exactly what we will try to look at. What are the trading tips for the week ahead of us? Which stocks can we try to play in hope of getting some good? return so we are in the final minutes of the podcast the trading tips section and last week was indeed a very special week now let's uh, run through it step by step doing it the following way look at the stocks that currently is in the portfolio Uh, and that was in the portfolio last week, the trading tips. uh, Do a short evaluation before we move to this week's trading tips. And going back to last week, uh, I already had, before the week started, I already had three stocks in the portfolio. I argued for a green week and said I would add three more stocks. I was exposed with six stocks in the anticipation uh, that we would have a green week and that especially some stocks would pick up. I argued for Zoom and said that now we will see if I'm right or wrong if Zoom moves. And Sumerica, which was bought in week 34 at 26.5 cents as a shitty penny stock, one and the only one that we will go without uh, stop loss on because when it moves, it moves too fast as a uh, gamble, because I've traded Sumerica many times, and know that there is potential huge upside in the stock. Now, uh, Sumerica started to move. I believe it was on the Friday, suddenly started to move like crazy. and was up more than 50 or 55% at the very most. And before that, as you know, it was falling very much. Was the hugest loss in our portfolio, as I said last week. Uh, but with last week's uh, upturn, it moved extremely fast, as I said on the Friday. It was up 55%, and it was way up in the green. But ending a little more down, closing at 23.7 cents. Currently sits in our portfolio with 10% loss, but now, my friends, everything looks like Sumerica is on the move again. You can look at the volume that was Friday, and I believe now is the time that we will see Sumerica start to move. And I think that we will be able to do what we always wanted since week 34, to do a very strong trade in Sumerica. Does this mean that I think, uh, still think Sumerica is a good buy? Yes, as I said, ever since it was under 26. I think it's a good option it's the question when will it move uh, because you do not know and usually unless you sit with some special insights or you follow the stock minute by minute you do really not know when sumerica uh, sumerica moves now everything indicates that the stock is on a potential rally I hope so that we finally soon can close out on sumerica I hope to do a double in Sumerica. that was my uh, guess when I got in so maybe maybe if we finally will have the return but very strong week for Sumerica taking back almost all the losses soon heading in to profit but uh, we had more stocks uh, open uh, because we had uh, Chevron and Meta. And Chevron uh, was up parts of the lease last week, but then fell down. I'm not sure if it was Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Thursday when it fell much. It was cut by stop loss. We bought Chevron in week 49 as a safe stock, a stock that should hold good. Even markets were going down. And Chevron held good. It even went very high, 178 or even $180. Uh, then started to fall back and was sadly cut by stop loss at 174.82, giving 3.72% profit for Chevron. The trade went exactly like we hoped, stayed, kept up, uh, but my stop loss cut at the stock is higher, uh, ended higher on Friday than that 176 or, 100 or $177 or something. And I believe it will just continue upwards. Now there is uh, Meta. Meta was the last stock that was open before we started trading last week. Uh, we bought, uh, Meta. we bought Meta a few times and made money more or less every time on Meta. Maybe you remember back in week uh, 45 when we bought Meta at $94.5, sold it at 112.8, making almost 20% profit. So we got in back in week 51, I told it was a new opportunity in Meta, I got in at Meta at 115.29. last week, closing Friday on 130.02, and is currently up 12.78%, so very strong week for Meta. And uh, Sumerica and Meta still stays in my portfolio, they haven't been uh, cut yet. Now. There was three training tips last week. I argued for FATE, MOON, and Oxy. And let's start uh, with uh, FATE. Because FATE uh, Therapeutics started just like it should. I was able to get in at a nice price on Monday. I got a red start on Monday just like I hope. I was in at 10.05. It was 9.80 or 9.90. I'm not sure. Low. But I got in at 10.05 everything was looking very good then it had a major fall on Friday posting news before opening having more than 60% fall uh, and it fell and it uh, fell so hard that uh, the stop loss was not activated and just uh, let's put a few minutes to that Uh, how does stop loss works. Stop loss uh, works this way that you can uh, put a trigger where to start sell the stock and a definite uh, uh, where it should sell. Now, in this case, the stop loss was set. Uh, I was not supposed to lose more than 10% in fate, I expected high volatility for fate. So, I had a quite wide stop loss, but the news made for the stock to open way below my stop-loss, so it was not sold, stop-loss was never triggered, giving 57.8% loss. So brutal, brutal uh, start uh, Friday trading for FATE, and uh, it's uh, absolutely, this is, looks like that um, trade uh, last year. Where we got in Netflix, Netflix posted extremely bad quarter results, and Netflix had a huge fall. But as I argued then, and as I will argue now, so Netflix was, uh, dumped, uh, was not cut by stop loss. We should see a rebound in FATE, where FATE should go up, but this one will be a loss. I do not manage to see how uh, we will get out without a loss in FATE. The question is just how much will the loss be? Usually, usually when a stock fall like this, this was due to some contractual issues with Johnson Johnson, if I read correctly. They went out of a contract causing this huge loss, uh, single day loss for FATE. Usually when it falls like this, it should retract up minimum one third or two third. Uh, it was about a $6 loss uh, or something, so it should at least go up $2 or $4 for $2. From, yes, uh, from Friday's close mean that somewhere around 6.30. Now, if you're not in fate, or if you share the same fate <laughs> destiny like I did, we're sitting with huge losses. So if you're not in the stock, there is a potential upside. The risk is huge because you do not know for sure exactly how it moves. I just say it's a general tendency that uh, stocks falling this hard will have a rebound. In this case, you can actually see a a quite nice upturn uh, for FATE in the short-term media. But for a stock to get back to $10 is not reasonable. So the trade for FATE now is currently trying to get out, reducing the losses as much as possible. For those following the podcast, know that it's been insane. Strong profit... uh, over the years especially last year was very good so i have plenty of uh, i can sit in faith for whatever time it takes but it doesn't mean i have to dig deep down uh, to check out faith to make a decision to sit very long because faith uh Sumatica, i know Sumerica has a lot of money on the book that was why i was willing to bet so hard on Sumerica without uh, trailing stop loss etc why i believe i can sit very long i'm not sure about the fate for the same question so uh extreme loss in fate on Friday. I think it will recoup some of it today tomorrow uh, during this week. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where I will go out, but I think we will have to take a loss in fate. That's the name of gaming. The other tip was Moon to get into moon and moon was in at 03. Moon had an extreme no, nice rally uh, during the week. Pushing all the way up to 48, almost 50 cents was cut by stop loss, a very heavy stop loss uh, on Mull because I was expecting a huge movements and uh, sold at 43 cents, giving 43.33% profit. And I think there is still upside in Müll. Last company was Occidental, Oxy, I was in at 60.40, currently at 63.75. So it stays in the portfolio. Mullen was sold, uh, and sadly Chevron was sold. I have four stocks in the portfolio. How will I play the week ahead of us. I think it's a fair chance for a green week, as I just argued, nothing special. I think the risk again is increasing a little bit. I'm not very comfortable uh, by increasing uh, the risk much more. So personally, I will just stick to four stocks, which I'm currently sitting in. And that will be uh, Somerica, Meta, Fate and Oxy, where I hope to recoup some of the losses in Fate uh, and let the others run. And you may wonder so what's in it for me. What kind of stocks do look good for the week ahead, boss? Well, there is many, many stocks. I will give you uh, three. Uh, which I think that you should uh, have a look at and argue for yourself Is something that you want to trade or not. I believe Murn Mjoln. Mjoln is currently trading around 37. Uh, it is just moving as it should. Uh, it will fall back. Will it be 35? Will it be 33? Then it will bounce up again. I think that you can do a super trade in Mjoln again. But this is a stock for traders because it's in, it's out. It is such a volatile stock that you easily can lose your money. There is no free lunch in trading in general, uh, but I would uh, only recommend it if you're a sharp uh, trader. I might do uh, trading outside this portfolio. Actually, I'm already doing trades outside this portfolio. I will continue to trade the stocks. This trading tips portfolio uh, is. For this podcast, so that you can follow the progress all week, uh, and I can give you updates all week and we can see how accurate my tips are now uh, there is two more companies which I think will do good. I think Chevron and oil companies in general is a good opportunity. I think they have low risk I think still it 's a place now uh, the, the the oil is at seventy five dollars I think it's a good choice to be in. If you want a good safe stock to be in, which pay high dividends, uh, which can handle a red market, I think Chevron is a good one. I will get back into Chevron maybe next week. We will see. But currently, as I said, I only want to stay in four stocks in this trading portfolio this week. Uh, I do not want to go as hard as we did last week with six stocks. Usually, for those following me know that it's only two or three stocks which I usually trade as long as I consider the market to be bearish. Now, uh, the third uh, and final stock uh, is uh, Tesla. Bit tricky, uh, tricky trade here because if market stays somewhat okay, Tesla is the place that you want to be. There will be a huge upside, short-term upside in Tesla. Now, if markets twist uh, and turn and go back, st- back to red, Tesla is in for more pain. Everything in the chart indicates that Tesla should push up. It indicates that it should be very easy money, but I've seen this before. It doesn't take much to flip the coin to even more negative, but f- As I said also in, uh, I believe, last week's podcast or a few weeks' podcast before, Tesla is really getting into a place where I want to join the train. So that will end this week's podcast, much shorter podcast this week, as promised, because the, the predictions, major predictions was given last week. Very quick recap. I think it will be a green week. Not by much. I think the first part of the week will be green, and I'm very excited about last part of the week. I really hope numbers are good. I hope we can push markets up uh, towards where we finally can say that we are heading for bull markets. Still remain a little passive, a little restricted, and not going uh, fully in. Staying sharp because there is one trade after the other popping up. So cash is king. Having them in the backhand is very good as trades continue to come up during the week and the week ahead of us. Stocks. Stay in four stocks. You heard me saying that I am in Sumerica. I am in Meta. I am in and, uh, Oxy. The general risk for this portfolio is a little bit higher than I want Sumerica uh. uh and um, Fate is high, while uh, I consider, uh, sorry, Sumerica and Fate is high-risk stocks, uh, too high actually, while uh, Oxy and Meta cover the losses. So it's a medium to high-risk portfolio we will play during the week, but it's stocks, I'm in them, I don't trailing stop-loss for them, except Sumerica, and maybe just maybe Sumerica will be closed this uh, week i considered last week when it was going so good i considered the upside still to be stronger that was why i didn't sell when it was such good green on friday i think i think i really think Sumerica may actually be on the run to one we will see if i'm correct or not the answer will come week by week and you will be hearing me giving you the results next week as i do every single week. Now, that's the end of the podcast. Next week, I will come back with uh, some more trading tips because it's time to get back to these practical things. How do we trade? What are we using? What kind of indicators are we using? How do we look at stop losses? How do we look at the accumulated volume for uh, support resistance? It's time to get a little back to that as we sharpen our knives because I think 2023 could be as good maybe even better than 2022 in terms of profit we just have to be in at the right stocks that's what we're trying to do and that's what we'll continue trying to do i hope you will have a very good week i hope you will pick up on some of my advices check into the news do your due diligence check the stocks that you are trading Try to read as much as you can up your game because we are in it for, uh, to win it. And, uh, hopefully we'll continue to make profit. And I really hope you are making profit until next week. Have a beautiful week. We'll speak in just a week. And that's the end of the podcast. Welcome to stockinvest.us podcast. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money, and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon stock investment.